Welcome back to State of Charge, a fun weekly, funny, inspirational podcast to help keep your spiritual batteries recharged. We're your hosts, John Mann and Matt Swartz. Yes, indeed. (laughs) So I feel like we've done this already because we have, we have, and we just forgot to hit one button. This is like take two here. And so we're cracking each other up here and had a fun intro, but yeah, no record button was pushed. So anyways, what what we were saying and what they missed out on because we weren't recording was the fact that uh, we're actually back in studio together. Yes, we are in living color together right here. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're listening to this, hopefully you would have heard the previous episode at that point in time. Matt was in Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great trip. Yeah, the podcast went great. Amazing people. It's always amazing to me to have you call in on your phone and I'm able to record it with this little, you know, studio recorder here and it just yeah. it sounds great i it love works, it man there's a lot of it's fun just funny flavor though, because it. you have to typically now do the intro on those because i can't hear the music right on that phone call in so i'm, I'm plugged into the board so you can hear me i can hear you correct you know but i can't just not the background just not music. the background music so you yep. know if yep. you like john's introduction better than mine go <laughs> ahead and go comment. to anchor.fm forward slash state of charge and leave a message. Tell us. There you go. I doubt that's going to happen. Well, you never know. But hey, we are in person. We are. This is a new episode. We did miss a a week or so because of um, my schedule. So we'll we'll pick that back up here. But is is today the official like culmination of our surprise series? I believe so. And and it's been a good, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good season. Surprisingly. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, well played. played. Well played. Well played. Yeah. So, no, it, it, I think what was good from my perspective of it is we we had done a couple of series where it was a lot more work. We did yeah. one that was all interviews. We did one where it was like biblical characters. Like so, a lot of work. Yeah. The goal of this series was to get a little bit of a breather while still hopefully adding value and content. But I ended yeah. up, I think, really enjoying this. Really one. enjoying it because I think. I learned and grew a lot out of it personally, mm-hmm. just for me from just kind of keeping my eyes more open yeah. to kind of what's happening around me. So, yeah. And th- this one is actually no surprise in, in that fact. I, I think I learned more out of what we're going to talk about for me this week in life, probably more so than any of the other surprise episodes. Oh. And, wow, and that's and saying quite, something because you, possibly, you, you had a pretty good one with your family together at the holidays. So that's this yeah. is saying something. Well, this this one changes a paradigm shift for me that I think I've had for a long, long time. Oh, I'm so, kind of super excited now. Yeah, it and it 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 doesn't touch necessarily on a light topic. Okay, um, and one that I think that us as society are dealing with um, at a at a large level. And I think people like me are trying to figure it out a little bit. Okay. So, um, I don't, and this, this is where I think part of my problem is, and this is part of where I think the surprise came into play. I would never consider myself. And I think that this is some of the blinders that I have. So I'm trying to be as vulnerable with this as much as possible, but also state where I feel I am a person coming from. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm tracking with you. And so sometimes you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so I'm kind of looking at that. But 
But when I say this, I don't say it very lightly. I just say it to help understand the perspective that I've had as a person coming into this. Understood. I don't, I would not have considered myself, um, a race, a person that was, that would have been racist. Okay. Okay. Um, I've always been taught by my parents that all men are created equal, right? Um, that we all are undeserving of the love and grace of God, that God loves the entire world, not just one sect or different person. So I've always had that mindset. So if you would have asked me, John, are you racist? I would have said no. And, and really, truly, heartfully believed that. Right. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not one that is going to say, an, uh, you know, something to somebody with a malicious intent to right. hurt somebody. W- what I learned this last week was that a comment that I feel I, would m- I could make to anybody has a much different perspective from one race group to another. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And that's where I began to understand the big surprise to me was, hey, just because your intention of saying something that you said to somebody wasn't wasn't your intention to hurt them, it still hurt them. Mm. Right? And I, I think that that's where the ignorance for me came into play and just understanding that once... Once you say a comment to somebody, um, you can't take that comment back. Correct. Uh, and if that comment was offensive to somebody, regardless of what your intention was, it was still offensive to that person. Right. Um, and I think for me, that was the really big lesson that I learned. So, I, I mean, it doesn't need to be repeated what I said, because that's right. not the point here. Right. The point here is that I learned that in in a sarcastic manner, in a joking manner that I feel I would have had with anybody. It, it was very offensive to this yeah. other individual. Yeah. And when I was talking to Darby about this, you know, cause I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind until I was talking to Darby about it, which is one of the things that really kind of, uh, hurt my heart is like, why didn't I understand this at the moment? And, um, so we're sitting there and we're talking and she goes, I can't believe you said that. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, what? I'm like, I would have said that to anybody. And she's like, would you have? Wow. And it got me thinking. I'm like, I don't know. Mm. I, I really don't know if this was some type of deeper thing in, in my conscience. So man, it really, really rocked my world. And so, so much so that I called this individual on the phone and I said, Hey, um, I need to apologize to you for what I said. Uh, after looking back on, on the, what was said, um, I can see how that would have been offensive to you. Uh, and I'm very sorry. I says, regardless of what my intention was, um, I feel that that may have hurt you and I'm deeply, Mm -hmm. deeply sorry and would ask for your forgiveness. And of course they, they, I think he was a little surprised that I called to ask for, to, to confess that. Um, and I think that that went a long ways with him. He says, yeah, and I'll never forget his words. He goes, you know, 
had you said that to me 20 years ago, he goes, I probably would have hit you. Wow. He goes, it was over the top. What wow. were his words? Wow. And I was like, goodness gracious, how, how could I be so blind not to know that? And that's where my element of racism comes into play. Mm. I feel. Yeah. Um, it's not that I would, I don't know. In, intentions can be poor, right. you know, and, and what, what's the, um, you know, intentions, good intentions never don't mean anything really. Right. And so it was just a really, really big lesson and a big, big surprise for me to gain that understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because I hope and I pray that because of my vulnerability to him in being apologetic towards that situation has helped our relationship. Right. Um, I've seen this individual several times since, and it has not been awkward. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been very pleasant and, and, and very cordial. And, but yeah, it was just like, man, this is the, this is what I need to talk to Matt about. Wow. And this is what I need our audience to hear because, you know, I, I think we need to be super, super careful with how sometimes flippant or sarcastic or even just fun, um, fun phrases, just because they may not be offensive to you as one uh, race does not mean that it doesn't have a ramification to somebody else. And And that awareness is huge. I think awareness is huge. And I, I would say this, that, so when I was younger, I had a perspective that racism, like to be racist meant that you're like some version of like Ku Klux Klan, right? That I'm, I'm, I'm actively, purposely, you know, acting in, in horrible ways towards somebody of another race, right? Yeah. So in other words, if that's a litmus test, right, then, then we're all pretty much good because there's, there's a segment of people that are actively racist like that. I remember a buddy extreme of mine. levels. Exactly. I remember a buddy of mine in high school, and basically what he said is, um, when we stand by and we're indifferent, that's also racism, hmm. right? In other words, if, if we're not helping to be a part of, of a solution of something, you know, where we're, we're just operating as if like, hey, if, if I'm not a violator, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we all have to operate on, on adjusting our, our, our filter, our lenses, we, we all have to see ways that we need to continue to grow because I, you know, I, I used to operate under, a, you know, I went to predominantly black high school and so my mind, well, I can't be racist and cause I, you know, I went to predominantly black high school, but I also understand that I have to remember that I have had an experience where I've had access to things that are different than, than other people have had. Right. Mm-hmm. I've had, mm-hmm. I've had um, a framework of being, in a majority situation where I'm just not sensitive in ways that I could be right. And not understanding how that hurts people. Yeah. And so I think from, from my perspective, what I value is any, any other person relationship that I have of color. I love the fact that I have some solid people in my life that we're continuing to lean into the uncomfortable discussions. I, I was just with, um, a great friend of my wife and I in Ukraine, and she was a mobilized global worker for, I think, like 11 years in Ukraine. And she's, she's you know, African-American. She's from a Jamaican background in a pretty homogenous society. Hmm. And so obviously, 
um, she had experiences and stories there, you know, in Ukraine that, um, you know, are, are, are incredibly memorable and not all positive, right? Because of just being this person that is so different than, than, than that culture. Well, you know, I love the fact that, you know, we'll engage in these discussions, not just about her experience there, but about, you know, in the U.S. and, and how do we all need to learn and grow and, and some of those conversations get uncomfortable and that's good. Yeah. Right. It's supposed to be, we're, we're supposed to lean into conversations that any growth doesn't come from just easy conversations. Like we have to lean into things that are uncomfortable because that's the only way we see unhealthy filters that we've been ignorantly operating with. Right. Yeah. And so even for you, it's not that you're a malicious person, but you're seeing an area of ignorance. Yeah. True. And, and, and then, how you how you responded to it, and by the way, just even your vulnerability and sharing this story, um, it shows that that part of you that wants to grow and continue to become healthier uh, in how you interact and relate with other people of of different of different races like that. That's huge. Yeah, we just have to all have that same mentality of I need to continue to grow, and that's just hard. Yeah, it's hard because I'm really good. It's like it's like I said to this. We just saw that friend of ours this weekend, and I said, you know, I am really good at being white. Hmm. I, I'm fluent at white. I, it was it was just funny. This this uh, I just got back from Orlando, um, so Nigeria straight to Orlando at a week of networking, and um, there's this church from St. Louis. It's a African American church. And my buddy, Michael and I just happened to sit down at this table and we're just interacting. And again, our, our heartbeat is we exist as developing workers to serve the church, right? We serve the church and local church pastors. Yeah. So we're just loving on this staff. And, and so, you know, obviously we made an impression on Jennifer who's over like worship and students, so as we're getting ready to leave the conference that evening, she's like, oh, hey, here's, here's, here's our pastor. I want you to meet our pastor and, 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 and our, our pastor's wife. And so interacting with them, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where I have to remember that environment. Like, I have no idea what it is to be in this context in St. Louis. Hmm. And so I, you know, so what, what posture do I take? Yeah. Uh, the, the answer guy or the question guy? Hmm. Right. And, and I have to think about that because yeah. like in that moment, if I come across as like, well, Hey, how about the, da, 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 you know, and just answer guy, like I, that's actually putting myself back in that position of power. Yeah. And so how do we, how do we lovingly connect and relate? And I, I have to have that filter on because I do believe that I can offer great suggestions or insights. Right. But I can't get at that unless I first operate from a position of, of, of service, of listening. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's really hard from my background and my culture. Yeah. I like being answer guy. I like being the expert. Yeah. You know, I, I want to make sure that it, um, our, our listeners understand that I was offered a whole lot of grace mm. through the conversation. That's huge. That's huge. With, with this individual and so, so um, encouraged by it and, and grateful for it. And I think because of, you know, you, you said you could, am I the question guy or the answer guy? You, I think that because of the relationship that I've had with this individual over the last couple of years, 
helped him to understand mm. where, where perhaps I was, I was not trying to be the jerk that it sounded like I was. Right. Um, and so, so that helped. Um, but he was super, super gracious to me. Um, probably one of the, um, most significant points in life where I, I actually, um, ex- it, grace was exhibited to me at a, at a very high mm. level. Wow. And so that was, but really, I love really the fact cool. that he was honest enough with you to say, Hey, yeah. 20 year, 20 year past version of me would have decked you. Like, I think that's also important to be honest yeah. of, Hey man, I'm growing too. I well, love that. That, that was, a, that, part that was huge for me too, because, uh, who, who in this world wants to, and I'm not saying that he settled for not hitting me. <laughs> but who who wants to have something that would seem so um repetitious in life mm. that you kind of just go you know hey it is what it is i don't think that much about it anymore so i think he's grown right as a person um and and even in even in the conversation we had he said you know what he goes i'm a sinner as well saved by the grace of god um and so yeah but but I think that there's also an element which is which is part of the lesson that I learned and the surprise that I learned that um, you know there are some uh, groups of individuals that have had to live with this for so long that there's mm-hmm. an element of it is what it is. I've just kind of ignored it. Yeah, you know, where whereas before I got mad, now it's just whatever, and that's really sad and tragic that it has to be looked at that way. Yeah, so. I think for me, you know, I think in threes. So I think anytime we're, we're talking about how we want to learn and grow as it relates to, as it relates to race, I use the three L's. We, we love, we listen, we learn. And, and I do think that the order of that matters. Hmm. I, I think we have to always ask, um, how, how am I operating in, in love? Because I think for, for my own journey, that, that's a big question, and it matters that I, I, I put on that framework of Jesus, just like you loved, I need to love. Yeah, that, that needs to be a starting point. I think many times I want to go from love to learn, like, okay, just, just, just teach me. Just, you know, come on, just teach me. And I think it's important that we actually start with listen, hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, because I'm not dictating the conversation at that point. Um, I, I want to get. I want to hear your narrative. I want to hear the experiences. Like I, I, I want to listen first. Listen takes on the profile of I want to understand. One hundred percent. You know, because and then the, out of that, I think I think we learn and I think we grow. But yeah. I, but I think um, I had a, a a pastor friend who, when all the the unrest of the summer of twenty twenty happened, he said I got really tired of well meaning white pastors coming to me and saying. I, I really want to learn from you, brother. I really mm. want to learn from you. And he said, what I really wish you would have said is, hey, brother, I, I hurt for you. Can, can I just listen? He's like, that's all I wanted. I just wanted people to hear my pain hmm. and, and, and just kind of go through my, you know, this is a story of what I was processing. Mm-hmm. And that really, that really had a profound impact on me because I think that um, in, in our in all of our uniqueness and differences, we are still people of stories, right? Yeah. And and our story matters. And that's what ultimately we want to connect with is our stories and narratives. Yeah. 
And, and so when I, I love, I listen, and then I learn, I think that's, that goes a long way. Hmm. One of the other lessons that I learned through that too is, is he said something, you know, again, in our conversation, when I called him, he's like, Hey, he goes, you know, I, I know who you are, you know, and I know what you stand for. Um, he goes, but, but what if there was somebody there that didn't know who you were mm. and knew you stood for Ouch. it yeah. and heard you say that? Yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness. You know, so a lot of, a lot of deep lessons for me there and wow. a lot of them that I'm going to unpack for a while. So big surprises for me this yeah, last that's week. Huge, man. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. So how about you? Uh, I'm going to actually, I, I, I'm almost at the point of why I want to pass because I, I think what you shared was really important. Um, I, I think um, I had, a, obviously it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, so I've got a lot of ones I could choose from, hmm. but I, I actually think the one thing I will share is um, it's actually a little bit related to this where, um, and actually there's, there's somebody that's in your that rents office space from you and your, your place here. And she's from Nigeria. Hmm. And, um, you know, I was just in a conversation with you right before we were recording. Cause, uh, your wife, super sweetheart, she's like, Hey, could you bring back a candy or something from, from Nigeria for her? And yeah. so I told her like, Hey, I forgot at home, but I have this one. And she's like over the, over the hills. She's <laughs> like, what did you think of my country? Oh, and I, I said, beautiful people, amazing food. I said, but I gotta be honest with you. Like, I was shocked at some of the infrastructure, like it, so like, like with roads and like with telecommunications, like yeah. it, it was, it was rough. She's like, yeah, you know, outside of the major big cities, you know, but I, I, I think what I was so surprised for is, you know, Nigeria, I had no concept has 200 million people. Oh my goodness. Like, wow. Like dude, United States is 330 million. Yeah. So this is not a, you yeah. know, I mean, you're, you're talking more people in Nigeria two thirds of our than, population. Than, than in the country of Mexico. Mexico's 176 million. Wow. So, I mean, we're talking like huge, huge. And, and it's only a landmass the size of just, just over Texas. Really? So, so you're, you're talking like, you know, two thirds of the U S population and what, what's, in what's Texas. Texas? Is that a quarter? Or maybe a little bit less than quarter. I don't know, of, but the population density is is it's, massive. It, it, it's massive, right? And so I think for me, I had to begin processing last week this idea of I struggle as much as I have been in slums all over the world, you know, and poverty all over the world. I still, and this is the surprise, like I still struggle with wrapping my mind around the day in day out life of people that hmm. live in poverty when infrastructure doesn't exist. Hmm. And, and maybe I'm never supposed to get callous to that. Maybe I'm supposed to still be unsettled with it. But yeah. like, like literally, I, I look at the roads, like you had this great stretch of road and then just garbage, trash road. And this is a major highway. And it's like you would have like upheaval and civil war basically in the United States if a highway was in such disrepair. Right. Um, but again, I think for me, I, I just have to realize that I am always operating from what I experience in the United States, living in a world of cultural clash anytime I step out into a third world environment, hmm. right? I'm, I'm, there's always just going to be this culture clash of having to step out and just remind myself that I am blessed with great infrastructure, great access, great life. 
And we just have to realize I'm stepping into their reality. It's, it's, it's foreign to me, but I stepped into reality. And so how yeah. they process it, how they differ, how they, yep. the, how they deal with it yep. is just very different. And I had to be reminded for me that, and this was the surprise, is that um, as much as as much as I'm well traveled in the areas of deep poverty in the world, it is it's still it never ceases to to surprise me. Mm. You know, I just have to accept the fact that, um, you know, I I I want to continue to have that posture of seeing beyond that though to see people as people and love people for people. Yeah, but um, you know. Th- the way that I see those two stories tying together is you have to be aware of what, of the presence of the individuals around you for sure, you know, and you have to make sure that you're operating in a humble, respectful and admirable way, no matter which environment you're in, that could be in an affluent rich community or a very poverty stricken community. Right. Um, and how you choose and what words you choose to say will have great impact, positive or negatively. Right. And that's just huge for us to be aware of. Yeah. You know, who, who are we talking to and, and how are we being perceived? Um, and, and how are, yeah, wh- what is it that we're, we're really trying to say and how are we trying to say it? Well, because even as I share that, I want to make sure, like, Nigeria has enough negative press and publicity. So I don't want to give any more negative press and publicity, right? So right. I, I, I want to communicate that for me, seeing the amazing people there, because um, that's what makes any nation is its people, right? Right. And, and just realizing that they have adjusted to their lives to operate with less infrastructure. Right. And, and it's not an issue of intelligence. Or it, is just, no. it is just them living in the reality of what they have. Right. And, and so for me, understanding how do I support and encourage them, these global leaders that we were investing in for that week, how do I encourage them in a way that acknowledges that they do not operate with the same, you know, access to infrastructure? So how do we effectively serve them? Hmm. You know, taking on that posture of I need to listen, you know, next time I'm back, I need to listen. How can we more effectively serve? Yeah, so. that's good. That's great. A lot of neat life lessons here, Matt, that we can we can live and learn from and hopefully those that are possibly listening to this can evaluate just how how am i presenting myself to the people that i'm around um and i'm am i offering the same grace the same dignity the same respect the same love dignity is a key word that i want for myself dignity is a key word yeah you know foster a value of human dignity more Hmm. proactively in our lives that's huge yeah that's good I think that's a great lesson for us to stop on and what a great yeah, way to end for sure this series thanks for sharing man that was, that was a vulnerable story i appreciate you you, yeah. you just modeling authenticity there well i just it just couldn't go without some type of conversation you know especially as it goes what out a great into place the, to have it then in the inner world interwebs where yeah. you know maybe somebody steps on, across this and it, it helps them out some way awesome man cool, cool brother thanks man All right. you bet man thank you